such a privilege to be speaking to Liesl Marx, who happens to be the arts director of Revelation Enterprises. Hello, Liesl. How are you doing? Hello, Janine. It's good to speak to you, and thank you very much. You have been busy, but before we get into this project that you've been working on that everybody has been forwarding to me, so I'm very aware of it, (laughs) I want to find out. Just tell me what's going on at Revelation Enterprises. Who are you guys, and what do you do? Well, Revelation Enterprises is the arts and worship movement of Doxodeo. So, um, yeah, everybody that knows Doxodeo knows that 15 years ago there was quite a lot of CDs that released and the front runner and the arts ministry expression all over the country. And, yeah, for the last four or five years, we've been um, busy again creating new albums and places where artists can come and express their love for Christ. And with different events and different stuff on the calendar where people just can come and be artists and glorify Jesus. Okay, so you're talking music. It's def- It's not all the other art forms, dancing it's and painting the- or whatever. It's actually all the other arts as well. There's a platform for fine artists. There's a platform for dancers. There's a whole worship leaders initiative where you can come and study worship leading. Um, we're busy with that. version plans. Um, it's the whole spectrum of all the arts that we are actually launching, all the different um, revelation, we say, enterprises, the different platforms that's actually up and running now. But then there's a pandemic and it hits the whole world and everybody has got to adapt or die. <laughs> so how did you guys have to adapt to the new circumstances? Well, if your structure is in place and God has given a word, God doesn't go back on his word. And, if, you know, his feathers doesn't go up and down like ours does. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we just had to adapt. And there's so many amazing online platforms. So we just moved it there and trusted him. And we've seen he's faithful. We've seen people's lives changed. We, nothing has really changed towards what we, we were um, hoping for, for the sales of the album and um, lives being changed and investing in the artist and seeing how all the events just changed to online and people are still registering, still enjoying it. So we, the pandemic for, for what we were busy with, um, just did one thing and that's people started to pray together. All the artists realized that prayer and worship is not the last option, but it's the first place where we should be as the prophets and the artists. So that was the only huge change for us. But the rest of the things, God is faithful and we have digital platforms. So, yeah, we're very, very excited still. I know, especially when you work with a lot of young people, they are used to going digitally. You know, they don't necessarily have to do the physical thing. But being an artist, especially like like a worship team, you were used to getting together. And there's a there's a community thing happening, a kair, you know, yes. catching up with yes. one another in a, in a much more informal way when you're just happening to sit to, uh, next to one another versus when you're on a digital platform where everybody has the whole discussion and one person has to be quiet for the next person to start speaking. There must have been some kind of adapting to the new kind of way of doing things. Well, I'll always love a challenge. That's how God made me. And I'm always open for the young generation to bring new suggestions to the table. And we were forced to embrace it. And there was so much creativity and authenticity around the table. And that made the change. Unity authenticity, loving Jesus and saying, okay, let's open up the conversation. How we, how can we make this better? And embracing the next generation. And I think the first two, three months last year was a bit of a, you know, what do we move around? And, and, and if you embrace young worship leaders that also serve God, 
um, and you hear the creative plans they have and you give them the platform, it will grow because, you know, God also speaks to them. There's no entitlement if you think I've been in the industry or I've been a leader for 40 years or 50 years. You need to embrace the next generation and then there will be unity and then you will see the fruit. Okay, so your own church, the congregation where you're busy at this moment, how are you handling worship right now with the worship team when you can't physically do it, when the churches aren't open? Yeah, so what we do is I think if, if your heart has been before the pandemic to, to build into worship leaders' hearts, your team, your musicians, and it's not about just making music. There, there will be enough relationship as we see now. So for us, we, uh, we have a skeleton worship team that records, but the rest of the leaders in your team, that's actually your partners, actually your congregation members, because you've actually spent time with them. They take ownership immediately of all the care processes. So we see how different people in our teams are stepping up, saying, I am taking ownership of taking food. I'm taking ownership of putting more prayer groups together. I'm taking ownership of seeing that the mixing is done properly. I'll come and I'll get the right recording people in place with the technical team. And that's what we've seen at our local church. Ownership and stepping up, being family, praying together online, and taking food for each other. We cannot hug each other, but there's so many ways to be a worship team, to be God's love and be His feet and His hands and His, and his heart and um, still being a worship team and still recording and getting it out there saying, you know what, we can, we can create a platform where people can truly just connect with God and worship Him. Okay, but practically what I'm wondering is you were referring to a skeleton team. So does a few of you then come together and record the worship for the Sunday and then the church does a worship message and you put the lot together? How do you practically put this thing together at the moment? <laughs> Unfortunately, we, we all had to become <laughs> professional editors and videographers and directors. Yes, that's what we do. And then we sanitize, we go through the whole COVID regulation thing. And then the next Thursday, then we record again for the follow, not the that Sunday, the following Sunday. And that we put into a schedule and it's working very well. Putting up the lights, then those people go out, seeing to that the balance and the sound desk is up and running. And then they go away and we press the record button and the worship team is there on their own. And then that material goes out to the editor's so, yeah, it's quite an intricate process, but it works and we get it out there and that's what we do. Okay, so every Sunday you've got a sermon that you present on via social yes. media and everything. That's all been put together where you've got the worship and you've got the message and then at the end worship at the end, like a whole sermon that's presented that people go watch. Yes, it is. But we realize as well that the young generation does not want to, to listen necessarily to a, like, like a 90-minute sermon. So, yes, that's what we do. We do it um, short and sweet, um, you know, dynamic, to the point. Um, unfortunately, the worship, we, we, it's a little bit shorter, but it's still your three, four songs. We go in, we record, we put it all together. There's even a way of hosting um, that's not in person, where we go online, give people a list of what we want to pray together, putting them in groups. And then when they watch online, they also pray. We pray as a congregation. So it's a bit different, but it's still church. 
Yeah, hey, if you want to, you can make a plan. If, if church is important Absolutely. to you and if worship is important to you, then I'm sure that's, that they can get together. The reason I was asking you that was because I'm thinking that other congregations maybe need some practical advice about how to get this thing done, especially considering the COVID thing. I mean, it's not like you can have the guitar guy sitting at his home and the singing guy sitting at her home and singing with a click track in the back <laughs> and then putting them all together, although that is a bit of sort of what you did with this Battle Belongs song. Tell me how you did this whole project because it's a lot of artists working together to get this done. Well, it was quite interesting. So that's exactly what you say. First, Well, first we tried to get all the churches together. So 15 churches said, okay. Different churches said, okay, we want to be part of this project. We open it up to the whole 20. Um, and then the whole process of getting the click track to everybody, seeing to it that they sing it the right way, that, um, that were, you know, certain camera, certain sound, then getting it all in at a certain time, mixing it again, going through editing um, process, and then, well, then it was launched. So you had one person singing the whole song so that everyone could know exactly when to sing what, where, or did you send out the music? Um, and just give them a key or how much information did each one <laughs> get to get? Because they seem so synchronized. And so it's really, really done well. So I was, I was wondering practically, how do you get these people on the same page? Well, they're all amazing worship leaders and they're all very musical and they've all been doing it for a while. So, But it was a process. We sent them actually a whole picture of how how far they must be from the camera and how the lighting must be. And, um, <laughs> I can only also, imagine because you are very specific when it comes to those kinds of details. <laughs> yeah. And we also sent them the whole track with the key, telling the ladies, you know what, this is more a male key for you to sing in. You're going to struggle these parts, but try and do a harmony um, rather for us. Um, so it was an, an intentional, intense process, but the fruit again and what we were trying to achieve through unity with God, you know, he commands a blessing and what we wanted to achieve by, by one city, one message, one place where we want people to experience a place where they can say, you know what, the battle belongs to him. That was so worth it. I, I was wondering why you chose the song for Wickham, The Battle Belongs to the Lord. I mean, why was that the song? Do you think this is what the church needs to hear at this moment? I absolutely believe that. And I was really struggling with the deadline. Um, the whole idea was to launch this um, on Ascension Day in May. And and I thought, God, why are we struggling to get this thing uh, done? I want this <laughs> to be released. I want Tony to proclaim this. And God knew exactly when it should be released. And where we are now, I'm so thankful and, again, just overwhelmed by God's timing. His timing is perfect. So, yeah, that's why we did it. Absolutely. And then it went out. Are you happy with the response? I'm actually not. Happy with the results yet, but Janine, you know me by now. I always envision thousands and thousands of people. So I am trusting God that, that it will be sent out to the whole world, that the atmosphere of what worship leaders create um, will, will give a platform for everybody to shout together and proclaim the battle belongs to Jesus, and it is done. It was done on the cross, and he has risen, and he's sitting in heavenly places, and and from that place, we should we should sing the song. Okay, so, so how can we help? Yeah. Well, 
just keep on forwarding the link. <laughs> I think if people know that the video is Twani Worship Leaders Initiative or Battle Belongs for Wickham, or they can actually go onto the Revelation Enterprises YouTube channel and click on it there. We don't want it, one church to just, you know, be involved, but that is the place where we loaded it. Um, and just send it to everybody saying, you know what, this is the truth. Jesus Christ is the answer. And churches who can have it, they can post that link now. There's no copyright or something on there that no would prohibit them from doing it. Not at all. That okay. we've sorted out. So people can forward it. They can put it on their Facebook profiles. They can, they can put it on wherever. They can send it to their families, especially now in Natal, everywhere. And that people start singing and worshiping and standing in the truth. Imagine people take that video, like uh, the church secretary takes the video and sends it out to everyone in the churches. I'm just thinking because you, you, we need stuff, we need content to encourage people and inspire people. So if you want that specific, if you want this video, how many worship leaders are on it? Well, there's 15 churches and some of the churches that's involved have about 30 worship leaders with their worship teams. Okay, well, and they're uh, all on there. They're all on there. Yes. Okay, so this is not promoting any other congregation. It is congregational. It's the Bride of Christ in Swane getting together, singing the song Battle Belongs. It is very, very well done. So once again, just one place. If they have to find this video to be able to post it to everyone, where do they go? Revelation Enterprises YouTube channel. You will find it there. Okay, so let's listen to it. This is, you don't have the visuals, I know this is radio, but you can hear what it sounds like, and if you like it, then do your thing. <laughs> 